Hi everyone, it's Brixie. It's Tuesday, April 13th, and today I'm going to bring you a short devotional summarizing last Sunday's Sunday School lesson. Last Sunday, two days ago, our church gathered for in-person Sunday School for the first time in over a year, and it was great to be back. It was great to see faces we haven't seen in a really long time. But if you weren't able to be there, that's totally okay. This podcast is for you. Our goal is to bring you a short, summarized version of the Sunday School lesson each week, just to keep you in the loop and, more importantly, give you a chance to be in God's Word um, at least once a week. Just a heads up, if you didn't make it to Sunday School, you should be receiving your Sunday School book in the mail. Uh, so be on the lookout for that this week. Check your check your mailbox. Okay, so jumping in, last Sunday's lesson was about prayer and trusting God, trusting that He will respond to our prayers even when we have difficulty seeing Him at work. Our lesson story was from Acts chapter 12. It's the story of Peter's escape from prison. And this story takes place a short time after Jesus' death. The disciples and other believers in Jerusalem have been spreading the gospel throughout Israel. And Christianity is is really spreading, but not everybody is happy about that, especially the Jews and the Jewish leadership at the time. King Herod Agrippa, uh, Agrippa I, actually, he's the grandson of Herod the Great, who was visited by the wise men a few decades before. Herod Agrippa I is ruling over Israel at this time, and he begins a very visible, probably politically motivated, brutal persecution of church leaders. So you can read along in your Bibles if you have your Bible handy. If not, I'm just going to read the story to you. It's Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 19. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword, and when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the days of unleavened bread, and when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison by earnest prayer, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Now when Herod was about to bring him out, on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And then the angel said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them on its own accord, and they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent this angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. 
When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked on the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. Recognizing Peter's voice, in her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you're out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so, and they kept saying, oh, it's, it's his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. But motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison, and he said, Tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. So Peter's in prison. Several of his fellow church members are meeting in the house of Mary to pray for him. There are a couple of application points that we can make from this. Number one, these early church members are setting an example for us by praying for something big, something that seems, at least on the surface, to be completely out of their control. They're praying for Peter to be released from prison or, in the very least, for his life to be spared. But Herod has already killed James, a prominent church leader, and uh, he's already been persecuting other church leaders. These church members have no political power. They have no sway with the Jewish leaders of the time. So we see them relying solely on prayer as a means of saving Peter's life. And God wants us to pray like that. He wants us to pray for those big things that may seem completely out of our control which sounds simple on the surface, but I know I personally struggle praying for these, for these big things because of the idea of divine providence. You know, we believe that God has a plan for the world and for everyone in it. We believe that God already knew at the beginning of time everything that was going to happen throughout time. So if the future is already written, then why do we need to pray And hopefully I'm not the only one that feels like that sometimes. David and I talked about this a lot during the recent presidential election. We know or we knew that God had a plan for our country. We believe that he already knew at the beginning of time who would be the next president of the United States. So should we still pray for the right man or woman to be elected? Um... And if, if I had been a member of the early church praying for Peter that night, I might have been thinking, oh man, this seems so much bigger than me, so much bigger than my prayers. And if this is God's plan for Peter, then okay, why pray when I should just accept that this is God's plan for Peter and uh, that he decided that this was going to be the way it went from the beginning of time? Well, we pray anyway. We pray anyway because God tells us to. It it can really be that simple. And we pray anyway because prayer changes our hearts. It brings us to a point of submission where we're more accepting of God's will. And we pray anyway because even though God does know the plan, He knows the future, He uses our prayers to accomplish that plan.
Okay, so we're supposed to pray big and we're supposed to pray boldly. But second application point, we are supposed to pray expectantly. We are supposed to pray believing that God will answer our prayers. And in this case, in today's lesson, God sent an angel. And that's a pretty obvious answer to prayer. But it isn't always that obvious. And sometimes we don't get to see the angel. We don't get to see the answer to our prayer. Um, And God's answers may not always include such a positive ending, at least on the surface. You know, think about this. What if Peter had died? If he had died, would we then say that God didn't answer the prayers of those church members? No. No, of course we wouldn't say that. We might just have to accept that his death was a small, necessary piece of God's bigger plan, even though we can't see the big picture. One quote from our lesson um, that I thought was really good was, We may not understand how God's plan is good because we cannot see it in its totality, but we can know it is good because it flows from our good God. And whatever our circumstances, God is able and has promised to work all things together for our good. So we pray to that end, believing God can and will accomplish his good will. So here's a question to consider this week. This is a question we discussed in Sunday school. How have you seen God worked things together for good through your prayers? In other words, can you think of a time or a situation in your life where you prayed and then after some time passed, maybe a day, maybe a month, a year, or even longer, you clearly saw God's answer to your prayer? And maybe it wasn't the answer you were really expecting. Maybe you didn't understand the answer at the time, but you get it now. You look back now on that situation, that moment in your life, and you can, you can say, ah, yes, that was God answering my prayer. Well, we all have those life moments. And the older we get, the more and more of those life moments we have to reflect back on. But one that really stands out to me personally, this is just an example um, of something personal that happened in our life recently. At the end of 2018, David and I started seriously talking about trying to grow our family. We didn't really feel ready to do it yet, but we were getting there and we're getting old, you guys. So (laughs) we had to begin uh, and we began praying for God to give us a baby in his time. We weren't really in a huge hurry. We wanted it to all happen in his time. And we prayed about that together. And then I specifically prayed for a healthy pregnancy. I prayed that when the time came for us to have a baby, I wanted everything to go smoothly for the entire nine months. I prayed boldly, guys. I prayed specifically. Please, Lord, no surprises. Just let everything go as planned so there's no cause for anxiety. And these were honest and bold prayers. And then at the very beginning of 2019, we found out we were going to have Eden. And we were not expecting that to happen so quickly. And the reality was we really didn't feel ready for this emotionally. We were just expecting to have a little more prep time. We had a baby in our arms by the end of 2019 
just one year after our initial prayer and we still didn't fully understand God's timing with it all. We didn't really understand why everything had happened so quickly. It was a blessing that it did, but we didn't understand it. Well, fast forward to March of 2020 when our baby was just five months old and the world's on lockdown and it becomes a little bit clearer to us. If Eden had come just half a year later, it would have changed so much about our first baby experience and probably not for the better. I would have been going to checkups by myself. We would have, um, we wouldn't have been able to have any friends or family supporting us in the hospital. We wouldn't have had the wealth of family and friends visiting us and caring for us when we made it home. The beginning of 2020 was not a good time to be pregnant and not a good time to be delivering a baby. And although I have friends and acquaintances that had to deliver at that time and they all came through it beautifully, I can't imagine how stressed and anxious I would have been in that situation. And I can look back now and I feel strongly that God's timing, although we didn't understand it then, was a gift and an answer to my prayer specifically for a smooth, normal, anxiety-free pregnancy. You have those moments too. And if you haven't had one of those moments in a while, if you're in a confusing season right now, if you're not sure why you chose this college or this major or this career path, or you're just not sure why fill-in-the-blank is happening in your life right now, then have faith that God is working. Maybe he's just working right now. He's answering prayers you might have been praying for a long time, and his answers might not be what you expect, but believe that they're coming. God responds to the prayers of his people, even when we may have difficulty seeing him at work. Guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a great week. We look forward to meeting with you next Sunday, anyone who does get to come to Sunday school. And if you don't, no worries. Hopefully we'll have another summary podcast out to you next week. In the meantime, if you'd like to share um, an example of a time in your life when God answered your prayers, you can email me. You can email David. You can text us. Tell us your story. Tell us your moment. And let us know if you want us to share it with everyone on the podcast next week. Bye.